Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Tesla with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. A little chilly out there this morning. Like, a lot chilly. Like, it's not good. It's it's 35 degrees right now. I actually use my uh, car starter just to warm things up. You know, I don't have one of those in my van. And you got it in the truck? In the truck, but I haven't been driving the truck because the gas has been so expensive, so I've been driving the van. And then it doesn't have it, so I have to, like, walk out there in my underwear in the morning and uh, uh, turn the car on and then wait 10 minutes and then get into it. That's so not right. I know. On so many different, very obvious but levels. It, but it's going to be nice today with Sunny with a high of 44. Scott Cohen will be joining us after 7 o'clock today. Oh. He won't be doing the... Uh, Sports reports, but yeah, he'll wonder, be joining us after seven. Wonder why he didn't do his sports report this morning. I don't know. I don't uh, really have any clue. We'll ah. get to the bottom of that, I'm sure. And there's other stuff to talk about too. Loads of stuff. Oh, loads of stuff. We went to the Bright Nights Ball. He uh, went to that Festival of Trees yesterday, or Trees of Hope, and uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome too. There you have it. It's five thirty-five. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. This week it's a Thunderbird Thursday with Bax and Nagel. Tune in around 7.45 when we'll give away a prize pack that includes four hats, four koozies, four seats on the glass, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner. Let's go! The Thunderbirds are standing up. Hello, this is United States calling. Are we reaching? Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rockets 552 and Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 44 today. Sunny and a high of 43 tomorrow. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see here. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Oh, there'll be no fruit smashed in Mudville today or any other day. Gallagher died on Friday after a brief illness. He was 76. He had several heart attacks over the last few years. He was a prop comic. Oh, but he was more than that, Steve. He was, uh, he was much more than that. He made his name smashing watermelons and other items with his sledgematic, which was just an oversized sledgehammer. In 2013, Gallagher was asked how many watermelons he'd smashed over the course of his career. He said, quote, I've done 200 shows a year for 35 years. I use about nine watermelons a show. So that's about 63,000 watermelons. Does Gallagher 2 still walk among us? I don't know. They didn't mention anything about Gallagher 2. That's his brother, right? Yeah, but they were estranged for years. Yeah. He said he spent over $250,000 of his own money on watermelons. He continued to work steadily for several more years, so his uh, final career total would probably be higher. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he had uh, he had sued his brother because he was also shma- uh, smashing watermelons. I don't know what happened to the... Uh, to the brother Ron, but uh, tough weekend for uh, the Gallagher for family. the Gallagher family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Chappelle, I wouldn't want to be. Uh, you'd have to wear a poncho in the front row of that wake, because God knows what they'd be smashing. <laughs> it's got to be a mess. Dave Chappelle hosted SNL this weekend, and he dove right into the Kanye West situation during his monologue. Some thought it was funny; others found it anti-Semitic. He kicked it off by saying, "Quote." I denounce anti-Semitism in, its, in all of its forms, and I stand with my friends in the Jewish community, and that, Kanye, is how you buy yourself some time. <laughs> Did you see it? 
No, I, I haven't watched it yet, but uh, another great line. Uh, I've probably been doing this for 35 years now, and early in my career I learned that there are two words in the English language that you should never say together in a sentence, and those words are the and Jews. I've never heard anyone do good after they've said that. Okay, see, if you take that out of context with the entire thing, yeah. like any other line that Dave Chappelle has ever right. said, I can see where somebody might have a problem with it. But I saw it and thought he was brilliant. Well, he's Dave Chappelle. He's going to have, uh, you think he's going to have some good jokes to go along with all that stuff. Well, the thing is, those were the jokes. Right. But have him a, tell it. It's just it, the it, way it, he presents it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's why he's better than every other comedian alive. See, I didn't see it yet, so I can't really tell you. I think if you saw it, you'd say, nah, I got no problem with this. Yeah. Uh, Buzz, or I'm sorry, Alec Baldwin is suing uh, several Rust crew members for negligence. Can you imagine that? The guy that shot the gun. Yeah, they include the armor, the prop master, the first assistant director, and the ammunition supplier, and his company. Now, from what I remember, the crew was having a union dispute, so the actual union members were not part of that crew, and they hired other people, which, since Alec Baldwin was a producer of that movie, yeah. allowed to go forward. By having these people that weren't part of like a normal movie train kind of thing. True, but you know when every prop guy what? tells the actors before they go ahead and start uh, fiddling around with the props? What? Don't shoot the gun towards anybody. It's one of the things they tell you. Well, but uh, it's Alec Baldwin. He can shoot it towards no. anybody he wants to. Actually, he can't. Well, well, that, that it's a big thing now. He's suing, he's suing his yeah. own. No. It's like, I'm suing myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sue the very industry that has put food on my table. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever made $180 million in the U.S. in its opening weekend. That's a record for November and the second biggest opening of the year behind Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which opened with $187.4 million. All right. Looking like we're doing well with the Black Panther movie. $180 million. Ain't nothing to shake a stick at. No, it's not. You can expect many more of those. Uh, BuzzFeed put together a list of 100 funny celebrity tweets. They include when Justin Bieber told us, I love arm in 2012 and 2020 when Macaulay Culkin made everyone feel old by reminding us he's 40 years old. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not even nice. Kylie Jenner said, last night I had cereal with milk for the first time. Life changing. That was on September 18th of 2018. Uh, Nicki Minaj says, okay, boys, what's your ball size? That was way back in 2013. Okay. How, uh, many, how many dudes measured it after he, she asked the question? Uh, yeah, so yeah, probably a lot. Uh, Conan O'Brien said, I don't need anything to buy on Black Friday. I just want to get in a fist fight at Bed Bath & Beyond to feel alive. That's actually kind of funny. Well, yeah, there was there was other ones too, but they're not even that funny. I don't That's know why right. they put the whole, a whole list of that together. During a uh, lie detector test, Millie Bobby Brown got caught lying when she said she thinks Stranger Things co-star Noah Schnapp looks good in his bowl haircut. She also said Finn Wolfhard was a lousy kisser, and that was true. Ooh, Ooh boy. Uh, listen to her. She's, doing, start, she's starting to turn. We're doing interviews with lie detector tests now? Is yeah, that what that's we've right. come to? We have to prove everything is true? We should bring one in here sometime. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's a good idea at all. Uh, Morrissey walked off stage during his show on Saturday after five songs, and everybody got up and went, yeah, 
best show ever. Thanks for sparing us the other 15. It was allegedly too cold in Los Angeles, even though it was in the 50s. On top of that, he he started the show uh, 30 minutes late. Mm. You know, um, if you spent money to see Morrissey on stage, you have to expect there's a chance he may act like a douchebag. Yeah, I would would think um, you're the douchebag for buying a ticket to go see Morrissey. You could make that argument, too. I would just say if... If you know the guy's a douchebag and he acts like a douchebag, then he's giving you everything you expected. Uh, Rod Stewart says men have to understand when women go through menopause and not just go to the bar. He said his wife is going through it and sometimes gets into uh, blinding fits of rage. Thank you, Rod, for pointing that out to everybody. But we already knew. Yeah. Come on, Rod. Why is anybody asking Rod Stewart anything right now? What did he do? Because he was around. Uh, let's see. It's a deadline. I got a deadline for a Sunday afternoon story. <laughs> Who do you think's available? Uh, Rod Stewart. He's not doing anything. You're number 23 on the speed dial. <laughs> uh, and Kim Kardashian was dressed in all pink Saturday night for the gala she attended for charity. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I showed this much pink was when Ray J got the Mississippi stink thumb during the Shocktoberfest event. In that sex tape you can purchase on Newport. Yeah, I never got any cards for Shocktober. Well, I'll give you one if you want. Oh, thank you. I'll surprise you. Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the pumpy bung wink. (laughs) Gave her a little tootsie hook. What are you trying to say? You're supposed to say, how many licks does it take you to get to that tootsie hook? How many licks does it take to get to that tootsie hook? It doesn't take more than one, I'll tell you that. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is I gave her the Manhattan minivan. What is that? Two in the front and five in the rear. (laughs) And Kanye? Kim said I should get legal aid. What kind of sick person wishes that disease on anybody? (laughs) And it's legal? You gotta be insane. Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash from Rock 102. Oh, yeah. The Wall Street Journal. The Medicare plan designed for you. This is View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, I love sports collectibles as much as the next guy. You kidding me? From my Rick Middleton set of autographed shot glasses to my Gary Allenson action figure to my officially licensed Brad Lowhouse tube socks. I love that stuff. Of course, I own some stupid stuff too, but I've never spent money on something that I wasn't going to use, and that's why I have to wonder why somebody would drop the mother load on something that had no practical usage whatsoever. Hence, I present to you the Babe Ruth baseball glove that was sold at auction on Saturday at the Louisville Slugger Museum and Factory for $1.5 million. At $1.5 million, this glove obliterates the previous record held by a glove worn by Lou Gehrig, which was sold in 1999 for $387,000. In this particular case, the glove was made by Spalding somewhere between 1927 and 1933 and has been fully authenticated as being used by Babe Ruth himself. There's even an audio clip that was presented in which you hear Babe Ruth pounding the leather with his hand on that glove. And with that, the glove is sold for for $1.5 million to some financially irresponsible jerk who doesn't have any idea what the hell he's getting. First of all, that glove hasn't been used in 87 years. The amount of saddle soap and leather softener you would need to make it usable again would be ridiculous. And at $6 to $12 per tin, you'd be taking on an outrageous expense. Secondly, 
Babe Ruth was a lefty. And with only 10% of the population being left-handed, how are you expected to shag pop flies and ground balls with that thing stuck on the wrong fist? Listen, I'm hardly the right guy to tell you how you should spend your money. But I am the right guy to tell you how you shouldn't be spending it. Sure, Babe Ruth was the greatest player who ever lived, but would he have spent $1.5 million on a baseball glove? No, he would not. He might spend it on hookers and cigarettes, but he certainly wouldn't waste money on a baseball glove that he was probably going to get for free. And unless you're throwing fastballs with your left hand, this glove clearly ain't for you. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Soon you'll be stringing holiday lights. Go to Rocky's for holiday lighting must-haves like the smart Wi-Fi 6 outlet outdoor power stake. Holiday lighting essentials are on sale all month at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Two Springfield's Classic Rock at 615 and Skinnerd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, chilly today. Sunny and a high of only 44. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of only 43. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, it's, uh, I'll tell you what, it, uh, it fi- I find it to be exhausting coming off a, a weekend like this. Yeah. Where you are rubbing elbows with the muckiest of mucky mucks in Springfield during um, the Bright Nights Ball. Let me tell you, I had a great time the other night at the uh, at the Bright Nights Ball. Did you? I thought it was a it was a very lovely evening. They do a really good job like decorating that place. Oh, that uh, place! The joint was beautiful. The only complaint that I have was that the uh, the lighting, the lighting in the room, it, the theme was love. So it was a lot of like reds and pinks and things like that. Yeah. Well, the lighting you. It didn't really make the salad look that appetizing because the, <laughs> and I'm not criticizing anything about it. I'm just yeah. saying like it was just weird to have that light shining on your salad and you're like, is that brown? And then you had to put, I had to put my my phone flashlight to yeah. it and I was like, oh, look at all the green yeah. underneath there. It was, it was like those dark greens yeah. and, and with the light. You're right, it looked a little black. It, it was, uh, it was just the lighting though. It had uh, nothing to do. Every I, everything I thought uh, went pretty well. We. We sat with some mucky mucks at the table. Oh, they were mucked up, some of those people. But I will say this. Uh, you know, we left soon after you know, we did the live auction mm-hmm. uh, with Chef Wayne. Yeah. And, and, like, you can almost predict what Chef Wayne is going to do. Yeah. Uh, that when, you know, you go up, you do the live auction, and, and basically the prize is Chef Wayne, formerly uh, the owner of the Big Mamu, would come to your house, a party of six, mm-hmm. and he would bring food and booze yeah. and cigars. And, and, and Judy Matt's limoncello. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And then what always happens is you start the, the live auction, and then in the middle of it, Chef Wayne gets up, and he's got to sweeten the pot. But wait, there's more. Exactly. And he does this every year. And you know what? Good on him because, mm-hmm. you know, the packages are always really good, and uh, nobody adds more as you're going along. Yeah. But Wayne, Wayne, right. Wayne goes up there and he grabs a microphone. And he says, well, the party's not for six. It's for eight people. Yeah. So we say, and those two extras are Bax and Nagel. Yeah. And everybody laughs. Yeah, that was yeah, but a good we one. weren't, but that's the, what I'm getting yeah. at. That wasn't a joke. Yeah. I would like to go to Chef Wayne's house and have him feed me and clean up when he's done. Cause I'm, you know, I'm kind of a show and go type of guy. Listen, I'm uh, Chef Wayne does all this, of course, for for charity. But I'm sure we could uh, slip Chef Wayne maybe a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks. Oh, and, uh, I'd have leave him a- cook me a nice dinner. You, uh, you know me, just the, just the three of us. Yeah. Chef Wayne cooking dinner for you and me. <laughs> you, That's it. You know me. I would leave a hefty gratuity if that were the oh, case. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, that. 
prize package went for $5,500. $5,500. That's, uh, that's a lot of money. And at some point, you got to say, okay, let's not hear from the same millionaires. Uh, let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's spread it around the room. Well, but $5,500, and I'm not even sure that was, was that the highest auction item? I think it may have been. Uh, no, there was that other, didn't that, didn't that Red Sox box go for like, the value was like $13,000 on the, on the Red Sox VIP package. Oh yeah. I don't, I, I don't, so even, I don't know what the starting bid was. I don't know. But man, it was, uh, that was a damn fine time. All the glitterati and celebutards were out there in force. Yeah. Every oh, single last one of them. We saw uh, some familiar faces. We saw our buddy uh, Dr. Kenton, Dr. Mark Kenton from uh, Mercy Medical Center. Yeah, we Always saw a him. nice time to see him. Saw him. Saw the mm-hmm. uh, the mayor of Springfield, Dominic J. Sarno. May a dom dom. I got a great picture with him. I got to post. I'm going to put it up. We we actually took a like a three shot of the of the three of us that di- that I posted. Oh, you posted that? I posted that. I haven't been paying attention to your social I, media I, I, all weekend. It's all right. Listen, all, with all my social media, I uh, I can't keep up with yours. Well, yeah, because you, your social media is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. But well, um, so many people to fend off, you know. He was there. There were a lot of uh, television people. Spent some uh, quality time talking to Rich Tedemer. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Rich is like one of the nicest people I know in TV. Like, he's just a genuinely nice person. Yeah. No, he was. Yeah, we we. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was very very cool. Came up to me and uh, congratulated me about that Hall of Fame yeah. thing, and I congratulated him for nearly getting the uh, the full time anchor gig, which he didn't want to begin with. But uh, I I told him right to his face that that yeah. you you earned that one. We caught him in the elevator on the way out. Did you really? Yeah. So he had to be stuck with me in an elevator for oh, at least four God. floors. <laughs> He, you, you can, I, I never saw somebody want to get away from me so, uh, faster than yeah. Rich Tedemer's. And all right, get it, get this guy out of here. We were uh, we were walking out at the end of the night because you know we had been balled out. Yeah, you know, we 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 had we, we were literally up to here with balls. Yeah, and uh, and uh, we saw a couple that we knew uh, that that actually they were like uh, neighbors of Jenny's when uh, she was a kid, and they were just getting into the casino. It was like around ten o'clock at night, just getting in. They had dinner. Night's getting started. That's right. And they decided they're going to go go gamble, which is fine. But then they asked they asked us, "Aren't you guys going to go gambling?" And out of my mouth said, "No, we're uh, early bird gamblers." Which, so you, you went before the ball? <laughs> no, actually, we we, we didn't. didn't gamble at at all. But I thought if I was going to gamble. Would I want to start doing it at 10 o'clock at night when my resistance is down? I may have had a drink or two. I'd have to say, no, that's that's probably not the best time for me to gamble. We I think st- I really am an early bird gambler. We stayed till about midnight, and we we hit a slot machine on the way out the door. You walk away uh, with a jackpot? $37.50 richer, my friend. Wow. Yeah, how about that? Where are you going to spend all of that? Uh, well, probably in the valet, which is right outside. You paid for the valet? No, I didn't. I, I wouldn't say, pay for no, the valet. You don't ever do you know, that. The, the, the nice thing about the parking there is, like, everything is right near the elevator. So you just got to find the right level to park on. You know, people, everybody wants to park on those first, like, three or four levels. No. Well, you know, two through five or whatever. We were on six. Yeah, we went to eight. Really? All the way to eight. We, and, were, we were at six, and we just we parked in a great spot. Yeah. Yeah, not, not a problem getting to the elevator. You can't beat that spot. Right out there in front of the elevator. You know, uh, I will say this. I'm going to thank him for doing this because he. Uh, I didn't get a chance to, to speak to him after this was uh, all said and done. But at the beginning of the uh, of the event, 
you know, there's a bunch of speeches. Mm-hmm. You know, Judy Matt speaks. Uh, uh, the guy from AMR, he was the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the grand marshal yeah. of uh, of the night. But the mayor spoke, and the mayor, like within the first two sentences of his speech, talked about how great it was to be at MGM hosting the Bright Nights Ball and soon to be hosting the Mayflower Marathon. Yeah. Now, he did not have to do that, and nobody put him up to it. But I want to say thank you for doing that because I think that's yeah. – it's it's wonderful that uh, you know people are taking this and looking at the Mayflower Marathon for what it really is, and I think that's I, I have to applaud them for that. The only balls I'm used to is bocce balls. That's what we got around here. <laughs> and yet yeah. he's as gracious as anybody can yeah, be. But very good time. We had yeah. a great time. Doing it. Real nice time. It's six twenty three with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. The post workout glow. Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock at six twenty nine and Jimi Hendrix with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Sunny and uh, cold today. High of forty four tomorrow. More of the same with a high of forty three. It's thirty five right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, were you aware that uh, next Monday at this time we'll already be into our first hour of the Mayflower Marathon? Actually, we'll be in the first half hour of the Mayflower Marathon. But uh, I see what you get at. It's uh, it begins next week, and I know, and I'll talk more about this later on today, but. Uh, this is that final push where we say, "Hey, listen! If you want to participate, uh, get cracking now. Put your put your uh, your your uh, donation together with your friends and your family, uh, your coworkers, everybody around the neighborhood. Uh, now's the time to start really thinking about what you can do, how to do it, and what best to do for the uh, the Springfield Open Pantry." Again, we'll talk more about mm-hmm. this a little bit later on. I just want to point out that it's a week from today. A week from today, That's and uh, I, I've already seen it in action of the of the things starting among the listeners. Yesterday, a nice couple came up to me at the uh, Trees of Hope event at uh, Gary Rome Hyundai. Yep. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later because that was pretty awesome too. But at that event, uh, this couple walks up and says, uh, hey, where do we drop off these donations? They had a bag full of canned, good, non-perishable food donations. And then our sales manager, uh, Scott, he's uh, directed those folks because Gary's got one of them big, big boxes out there. Right. And uh, they put the donations in. So there you go. Perfect. See, it's uh, get your stuff together and bring it on down. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. You know what you need? You need to make your. 633 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serve You Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or Serve You Locksmith.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Fire crews responded to a house fire on East Street in Northfield last night. When Western Mass News crews arrived on the scene, they saw multiple fire trucks, to, uh, to, uh, multiple fire departments responding to the fire, including Greenfield and Turner Falls fire departments. The news crews also saw what looked like the roof of the house collapsed onto the first floor. A section of Warwick Road and East Street were closed off. Western Mass News reached out to the Northfield Fire Department for more information. They have yet to hear back. And they probably, uh, you know, when they finally do call them, like, hours later, mm-hmm. they're like, uh, remember that thing uh, that your crew saw that was on fire? Yeah, that's where we were. <laughs> Sorry, we couldn't pick up the phone. Yeah, we're was, busy doing our jobs. There was nobody here to answer the phone because we were busy at a fire. Yeah, so, I mean, I suppose they could have asked somebody on the scene, mm-hmm. uh, hey, what's going on over there? And see, well, you see those flames shooting out of that building? Yeah. That's what we're dealing with. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. We are, we are we've taken, taken care of this. We don't have time for you. Do we know how the, the fire started? No, we do not. See, because we haven't put it out yet. Are they, are they, are they, like, as those news crews, like, so apprehensive that they don't want to approach anybody on the scene? 
I mean, there's got to be like a chief just not just standing there. He's obviously yeah. working. But uh, to go up to him, go, hey, uh, what's, what's going on here? Get, get out of here! Get out of here! You little pesky little news crew guy. It's got a, good- a fire going on here. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're if they're being shy mm-hmm. or inexperienced. You, you'd like to think there's got to be somebody on staff that says, you know what, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and they come marching up to the to the plastic yellow tape, and they look in the in front of themselves, and they say, well, I can't cross that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a full head of steam before I saw this uh, this plastic yellow tape all it's over the place. It's like a force field. Like, you can't go past that thing. Uh, in Westfield, Mama Cakes whipped up their famous cupcakes for the final time for their grand closing on Friday. Uh, the Elm Street Bakery had an overwhelming turnout for their farewell. I go through, uh, I had to pick up my tux on uh, Friday. Yeah. And uh, I come around the corner through the center of Westfield. And there's a line like down the street to I get the never, mama cakes. Yeah, and I, it hit me exactly what it was. First, I thought, "Wow, inflation's really heavy. We're uh, waiting in line for bread now." But uh, it really was mama cakes. Yeah, closing up, serving up their final batch. The Elm Street Bakery had an overwhelming turnout for their farewell. Uh, cupcake fans waited for hours to bid adieu to their favorite desserts. Yeah, I got to tell you, when when your favorite bakery closes up shop mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I know. It's devastating. Yeah, because you're never going to taste that taste ever again. Ever. Unless you know this person and she'll, she'd be willing to cook you a batch of cupcakes, but the store is gone. Years and years ago, I used to go to this uh, this uh, this bread place. Not locally, but they, they, I used to go to this bread place all the time because mm-hmm. they had unbelievable bread. And then one day, they, they close. And I have never tasted bread that good in my life. And yet, yeah. every piece of bread... For the rest of my life, pales in comparison to that. Always, always comparing it to that one place. You and, know, and 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 the people of Westfield going to Mama Cakes probably feeling the very same way. Yeah, uh, owner Kimberly McNutt said she even baked for days to keep up with the demand. However, some were just too late. When Western Mass News stopped by just before 3 p.m., it was announced cupcakes were sold out. Customers were not discouraged, though. They continued to wait, even if it was just for a final taste of frosting. Really? Can I, can I lick a batter? Can I lick the bowl? That that's not what happened. She didn't let anybody lick the spoon or like Bax just said the bowl. Come on. When you were a kid though, was there anything better? No, that was the best thing so ever. I put your whole head right in the bowl and just start licking like a like a like a dog in a toilet. See, uh my uh, my youth was like, you know, the uh, the late 80s, you know, when I was probably like 10 years old. Yeah. And it was around the time where people you were using like, oh, hey, cookie dough in ice cream sounds pretty good. And then all of a sudden there was like, do not eat raw cookie dough with your ice cream because you could get salmonella poisoning. That was so worth the risk of getting salmonella I, by licking the, uh, the bottom of the brownie bowl or the cupcake bowl or whatever bowl it was. Yeah, you know, these kind of uh, scare tactics by mm-hmm. the anti-cookie dough uh, you know, factions of society. Yeah. I have never, ever been sick because I had too much raw cookie dough, and I defy anyone to tell me that uh, they did. God, I'm, I'm not buying that. No, I mean, I, unless you had like a pre-existing condition—diabetes, a lactose intolerance—you're uh, allergic to eggs and butter. I mean, that's okay. That's different. Yeah. But the average person with no pre-existing condition does not get sick on raw cookie dough. No, because uh, how many people eat raw eggs every day? You're eating like. 
sort of cooked eggs when you have them over easy. Of course. So you're you're risking yourself when you're doing that. If you can risk yourself doing that, you can risk yourself for the taste of delicious flour and butter and sugar all put it together. Yeah, you know, this uh, raw cookie dough political agenda, I I have never I have never supported at all, and never will. But uh, McNutt said the support shown by customers for over a decade makes closing their doors bittersweet. Ooh, is that a pun? Yeah, I see Ooh, what she's doing there. See what yeah. Why is she closing? Is she uh, retiring, or what's the uh, what's the scoop in that? You know, I I can't remember what the original reason was. I think it was more about you know having a storefront and paying for all that stuff and, and not having just, the people to help her work the building. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it happens, but uh, I don't know that for a fact. So don't take me, don't take that as uh, hard information. I mean, she I'm, could have just said, you know what, I'm sick of making cupcakes anymore. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I mean, there's people who do that too. Yeah, I know. I'd rather become a lion tamer instead. Uh, you know, we missed all the great things happening over the weekend because we were so focused on that Bright Nights ball. Like what? The Chicopee Walmart has gone through major remodeling and a ribbon cutting was held Saturday to support, uh, celebrate the, I'm sorry, celebrate the store's upgrades. Store manager Wendy Hubbard shared with Western Mass News all the exciting sh- changes shoppers will experience. We're offering lots of different merchandise, so it's something different for people to come in and look around and see things they haven't seen before. Like cleanliness, <laughs> like uh, like a non-disturbing yeah. uh, clientele. Uh, what about the? Do you have cages for the birds that were flying around there pecking at the meat a few years ago? What about uh, say people shoplifting? Did you we did not see that oh. at the uh, the Walmart? Yeah. Or do you have a do you have a crime clock up on the wall? Like uh, there was that there was that piece of video going around. You remember that? It was <laughs> yes. like from Inside Edition or something like that, and it was like. The police have been called 2,000 times to this one particular Walmart in Chicopee, Massachusetts. Of all the all the Walmarts across the country. Yeah, that was the one. We had the highest amount of crime calls to the Chicopee Walmart. Wait, we're walking around the new Walmart and yeah. saying, wow, what a beautiful store. I can't wait to start shoplifting stuff here. Yeah, I know. Look at this stuff. This uh, was the mayor, John View, <laughs> at the uh, ribbon cutting? Because uh, he was at the ball on Saturday, too. It, do, it doesn't mention anything about him. No, because he had more important things to do, like go to the Bright Nights Ball. The different, parts of the, different parts of the day, he could have snuck in a ribbon cutting and gone to the Bright Nights Ball at the same time. Probably picked up his tux on Thursday or Friday like the rest of us. The ribbon cutting at the Walmart. Ooh. He's the mayor. He's got to be at all that stuff. Yeah. I bet you, you know, uh, much like the Bright Nights Ball, the ribbon cutting of the, uh, the Walmart, uh, you could easily go... You get a fifth of vodka over at the package store across the street. Bring you're right. Back. Actually, you probably buy it right inside Walmart. I think they sell liquor there, don't they? They, I think they do. Yeah, I think they do. It's like having a cocktail before the big ball starts. Yeah, this is the reason why I could never become a mayor. I mean, you'd have to be like every ribbon cutting. You'd always be, you know, handed a microphone. Oh, Mr. Mayor, say a few, uh, say a few words. Well, that's fun two or three times. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it like two or three times a week or every day. You know, at some point, you just say, okay, yeah, here's another place that's open. Thank you very much. I'm the mayor. Goodbye. It's like, it, it's exhausting. It's the same, uh, I've never understood why anybody would want to run for president in this country. Yeah, you've di- you ever watched that, uh, oh, I, I, um, the Kiefer Sutherland uh, show? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Designated Survivor. Right. And it's like. It's all day long, like all day long. You don't even know what day it is. You have to have people tell you what day it is because all the days meld together. It's not like we feel a Monday or a Tuesday. But here's but here's the difference between being a mayor and the president. You know, it, you couldn't just call up the president if you had a complaint. Right. I mean, you know where he lives. 
but you don't have a direct line. Like, I couldn't just call up Joe Biden and say, hey, I got a, I got a lot of problems with you people. You couldn't do that. But with the mayor, you could call up his office. You could call up his home. You could find out where he lives. You could be at his next event. You could mm-hmm. always confront the mayor and puke out all your complaints. He's got to listen to all that stuff and do it with a smile on his face because, God forbid, you... You know, he's running for re-election that year. Yeah. You, I think being a mayor is actually uh, like the second worst job to being president. Well, I, I give a terrible that, job. That's why I give a lot of credit to Mayor Dom Dom because I, you, you can, you, we know, and I won't, you know, point fingers, but there are people that he clashes with, you know, on a, on a political work sure. basis, right? Yeah. And probably personally can't stand some of these people. But you'll never hear it from him. He always recognizes those people, whether, you know, whether he feels indifferent about them or not. And he uh, he's uh, he's very inclusive. He certainly is. I think I should be his uh, his campaign manager for the next time he runs. I think he can do better. I started the campaign. (laughs) When I came out of the womb, I was automatically a campaign manager. I knew how to run this. Came out of the womb with a whole bunch of lawn signs. The other guy uh, that sat at our table, uh, him and his wife, uh, Bill Baker, the, it was Mayor Sarno's. He's like the right-hand man. Yeah. And he was, he was at our table. It's funny. I I never knew what he looked like. Isn't that weird? Like, you talk to somebody. Him and I text back and forth, you know, you know yeah. every once in a while about, the, you know, the mayor's whereabouts. And you finally got a chance to meet him. Finally got a chance to meet him. And uh, very nice guy. Very nice guy. He and his wife were, uh, were lovely people. It's just weird that you don't picture people to look the way they do. You know what I mean? They just look like a, a normal guy. Well, yeah, but he, I, I get that. He's Yeah, of course he's a normal guy. You know, he's just got a beard and, a, and, a, and glasses. Yeah. But, but like... I don't know. Like you just like, when you're talking to somebody that you don't know what they look like, you kind of have like in your head you imagine that they're they look different. Well, that's no different than us. Yeah, there's people, a lot of people yeah. who you know can hear our voices, but as soon as they see us in in, in public, they're like, yeah. "Oh, that's, that's what you look what like." They look like, and it's not. It's never really like, "Oh, you look so much better than I thought." No one ever says that. They all say, "Oh." Oh, that's what you so look like? So that's it, huh? That's what you look like. Mm. I really expected something better. No. Well, I'm not, and again, I'm not insulting uh, Mr. Baker. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, saying I, for those who yeah. don't, you know, don't, who know, but yeah. don't know. Just, just like that guy in the industry we have, that Alan Rommelfinger, who mm-hmm. who books all the guests for us and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I finally saw a picture of that guy like six, seven years ago when he became my Facebook friend. And it like and he doesn't even have a picture up on his page. But it's, if you're his friend, you can see one picture of him. Yeah, it's not what you expect. It's definitely not what I thought uh, was going to what that yeah. guy was going to look like. I, at all. Yeah, I've, been, I've known that guy by not knowing that guy for 25 years. Isn't that weird? I know. Yeah. It makes you think, doesn't it? It sure does. Hey, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny and a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 44. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rock, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 653, and Rick Derringer with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny and cool today with a high of only 45. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 44. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I mentioned this before. Uh, we are a week away exactly from the beginning of the Mayflower Marathon. Next Monday, November 21st, we'll be at the uh, just outside the South End Market at MGM Springfield from 
6 a.m. on Monday through next Wednesday, the 23rd until 10. The goal is to fill three 48-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations for the open pantry. They need your help to make that happen. So do we. So start up your collection now at work, at school, or at home. You can even donate online at rock102.com. Thanks to our many sponsors, including Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, 413 Dumpsters, and many more. You can get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Gary Rome Hyundai from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I went to that uh, Trees of Hope event at the Gary Rome uh, Hyundai over in Holyoke yesterday. Yes. What a cool display of uh, of not only uh, the trees, the light, you know, the Christmas trees they got there, but they had this uh, big vendor fair going on there. All People right. were uh, selling selling stuff. Cars. Cars? No, nobody was. Well, th- yes, Gary Rome was selling cars. Okay, but uh, there was also these things. They they closed the whole uh, mechanic shop. Uh, well, the mechanic shops closed on Sunday anyway. But they opened it up, and they had all these vendors inside the garage. No, no kidding. It was actually a pretty neat event. You buy, like, hubcaps or uh, or uh, floor mats? No, but, you know, I really wanted to touch that gun that goes, you know, the lug nut <laughs> Yeah, that'd thing. be awesome. Yeah, see, I, I didn't want to get in trouble, though, going, yeah, behind, they, going behind the line. I wouldn't have let you touch anything either. No, but uh, very cool event, and they got all these, like, great prizes, and all of it uh, uh, helps out the Ronald McDonald House um, here in Springfield. They got like uh, I put in for a big ass TV because there's something wrong with my TV now. What's wrong with your TV? <sighs> there's a white, big, giant white line on the TV, and it's getting bigger. Uh huh. And uh, this is a TV that uh, I bought, I purchased back in 2017 or 2016. I purchased it, uh-huh. and uh, after about three months. Uh, there was a big red line that went through the screen. Really? Right? So then I had to call Costco because that's where I bought it from. And then they're like, well, you can't return it because uh, it's it's 93 days and you would have had to brought it back within 90 days. So I had to call the number because they, they do warranty it. And then uh, they didn't give me a new TV, which I was very surprised about. Really? They sent a guy from Northfield. All the way down to my house to replace the panel on the TV. Northfield, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Just about an hour, right? I mean, nice enough guy and everything, uh, but still, it's like, why wouldn't you just? What's the cost of hiring a TV repairman to come from Northfield all the way back down to Huntington? <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, now it's got a big white line in it, and it's out of warranty, and uh, I'm not spending you know X amount of dollars on a brand new TV right now. Uh, that's uh, that's so not I, right. Well, no, but it's like I'm 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 doing one of those things now where I have to use the remote to find the search feature mm-hmm. on like Netflix or something because I can't figure out, you know, w- where those buttons are because of this big white <laughs> line that's on the side of the television set. Sure. So I'm uh, I'm I'm waiting. Hopefully, I'll win uh, one of these uh, big ass TVs. Now, how big is, uh, of a TV are we talking? Well, this one's like 65 inches. <laughs> I got like a 50-inch right now. Really? Yeah. So That's I'm, like a whole 10 inches. It's 15 inches, actually. Oh, yeah, right, right. Inches. 65, yeah. You, you are horrible with math. Why well, I, just, I, I, just, I was focused on the small end because that's what mm-hmm. I usually do. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I'm really hoping to win that. But they had all this uh, this great stuff out there. And the good thing is all the money goes right to a local Ronald McDonald's house. It's, which, uh, which is a great organization. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, Scott Cohen is going to be joining us in a matter of minutes talking about the sports with Scott. 
That's uh, it's six fifty eight on Rock one hundred two. This- and now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? As you know, the human head is nothing more than a thin layer of candy coating designed to protect the human brain. The human brain is the sloppy, juicy organ which controls things like living. It controls your ability to move around. It controls your ability to solve basic mathematical equations. It controls your ability to say no to a second helping of pie. The brain is an important thing in your head. So to put it in danger while every referee in a football field looks around without throwing a flag makes you wonder if there's a single useful brain in the entire NFL. Because I'm pretty sure that everybody has the same protective rights for their brain as everybody else. And yet, that doesn't always seem to be the case around the NFL. According to, for example, uh, Kansas City wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster was knocked out of the second quarter yesterday and placed into concussion protocol against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This came after Juju was knocked in the head by Jag safety Andre Sisco. And yet, while Juju Smith-Schuster was seeing stars and muttering incoherently to himself as he was taken to the sidelines for evaluation, there was no flag on the play. None. Why? I can't tell you other than A, the referees didn't see it happen, or B, the referees have as much brain damage as the guy being evaluated on the sidelines. Look, if this were the first time that something like this had happened this year, you might be able to chalk it up as to a simple oversight. But if the expectation is that you protect the head of a quarterback, then you should be able to throw a flag when someone plows into a wide receiver's head, too. And you can't just call it some of the time. You need to call it all of the time. In this case, the refs were claiming that it was shoulder-to-shoulder contract contact. But if you looked at it from every other angle in the building, Schuster got popped in the head by Andre Sisco's helmet. Now, unless NFL officials need a refresher course in human anatomy or a refresher course for the lyrics of the song Head, Shoulders, Knees, and Toes, Knees, and Toes, then they should, not, they should be able to call it once correctly all the time. And clearly, they don't know how to do that. But hey, of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, every home should have a few basic power tools. You know, like a cordless drill or a jigsaw. See AJ, the power tool expert at the Ludlow Rockies. AJ loves talking power tools. Good people like AJ and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 hey, Springfield's classic first rock. First on the job here, yeah, buddy. Yeah, settle down there, pal. Uh-huh. It's 7-Eleven with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Hey, really? You're going to say that after you didn't do your sports report this morning? I had a good reason why. That he's screwing up? I d- you, <laughs> you had a good reason why. Yeah. I had a good reason why. My heart was in the right place. I went away for the weekend. I brought my computer with me to do the sports on Friday morning, yeah. and I was going to do it this morning. I was, I was in, I was in Boston at at four thirty this morning. Uh-huh. I got in the car to dr- drive here to hang out with you guys. Wow! So you haven't even been home yet. I haven't been home yet. So here's the funny thing about it. So uh, we noticed on Facebook that you said you went uh, and flew out to Texas. Yes, and. This is now like the second time in a month where you went on a trip. Yes. And we didn't know whether you were going to be back for Monday. So oh. the two of us are going, he's on another trip? Uh, were we consulted about this? Did we know nothing about this? Well, you uh, did I did I show up the Monday after the uh, Mexico thing? <clears throat> I did, right? I don't remember if you did or not. <laughs> 
You know I what? mean, you're I, so you're so you've been here so many times. You're just you know I, just, I can't tell when you're yeah missing. when I when yeah. I'm exactly I don't, we just you know you travel so much we have to wonder yeah. you know what well what's your commitment to this thing and my commitment is to, I'm I'm here right now <laughs> I just drove an hour and forty five minutes yeah to so, to come here yeah and so I'm here I'm if if I'm not going to be here I'm going to let you know well let me just say this what and I mean this with all I know utmost you, sincerity I know you do I am so pleased that you made the effort sure to be here well you know you're you guys are my guys and. I mean, the fact I'm doing a sports report today on top of uh, you not being here, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to let that be irrelevant. Yeah, but uh, that's, nevertheless, that's I appreciate true. your your Herculean her- efforts yeah, yes. <laughs> in this regard. Well, speaking of, um, and, and we'll, we, we'll get to sports. The yeah. Patriots didn't play this weekend, so we, you know, we, we got a little bit of time here. So uh, the, bi- the big fat, the, the biggest, the biggest, fattest, phoniest event on the social calendar happened Saturday night and I didn't know that was going on. That yeah. Walmart grand opening. The Walmart grand opening in, <laughs> in you know, a bunch of phonies in over there. Sure. Yeah. And no, the friggin' Bright Nights ball and there yeah. you and there you guys were in all of your, you know, your finery. Let me tell you something. Uh that is where you were gonna find the biggest number Dude. of cel- Springfield glitterati and celebutars. Right. That's where you're going to find them. As, I mean, as much as there is to, mm-hmm. to see. Oh, my gosh. You could, uh, you know, listen, you you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a phony in that place, could you? You know, I swung a dead cat, but you weren't there, so it didn't hit anybody. <laughs> yeah. about that? That dead cat was going to buy you drinks yeah. all night. Man, somebody better buy me drinks all night oh, to they, go to that thing. They were all there. So who was there? Oh, everybody. Let's say uh, there was uh, the, 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 every, the, every mayor you can think of. Of course. Was all there. Yeah, of course. Uh, spent a lovely conversation with Rich Tedemer. Yeah, Rich Tedemer. Rich yep. Tedemer, is, by the way, is stealing one of my gigs. Oh, what gig is that? So I um, there's a thing called the um, uh, Springfield Rotary Service Above Self Award. Okay, it, it's every December uh, on Center Court at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Kind of another big fat phony thing, but this is at least for you know a good cause. They honor a local. Usually, it's a it's a, a husband and wife um, for their uh, commitment to the community, and then they hire and then they honor a national award winner as well. And I think it's I think this is like the fifteenth annual or something like that. And I've done the last fourteen. Okay. 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 Right. I didn't do it the first year, but I've done the last fourteen in a row. Well, this year, uh, uh, Twenty Two News is the uh, new media sponsor mm-hmm. of the event, and I get a text, you know, from from your good friend John Deliva. Okay. And he says to me, uh, 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 "Tedemer's in, you're out." Yeah, well, you and, see, and you know what? And listen, I mean, my my feelings could, you know, you, you, my feelings could be hurt. Sure, they're not. No, and Rich is going to do a great job. Rich will be fantastic because Rich is a pro. Yes, where, where is it being held? It's at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, they must oh, yeah, have yeah. had enough exactly. room in the parking lot to accommodate. There wasn't enough room in the. There wasn't enough room in the parking lot. We don't need a Cohen ego. We don't have we don't have any room for any kind of events here. Yeah, uh, well, except for uh, you know, d- does John Deliva have your Scott Cohen Rock 102 business card? Well, he if he doesn't, I'll because give it. I'll you, give it to him when I see him. He so he actually invited me as a guest, so uh, I get to go to the thing. Uh, 
and not have any responsibilities, and he said he's going to ply me with alcohol I, after it's did over. Did he have a, a convenient six-point plan for you, too? Yeah, yeah. he's in a parking spot. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> your, your parking cars. My parking car, exactly. I, I bet you by the end of this bit, we can have you uninvited. To <laughs> yeah, you, you probably can. You probably can. So, yeah, so Tedemer was there. And Tedemer was there. Um, anybody tra- from, uh, from uh, Western Mass News? Do they show up? Western Mass News was Chris um, Pisano there with a with his, you know the, the no actually I don't think I saw I don't think I saw Pisano you didn't see Pisano saw the Lully Ciara uh, Speller she was there yeah um, who else did I see uh, Taylor oh, Knight was there Taylor Knight she yeah. said hello yeah a lot of twenty two people with oh sure didn't see many Western Mass News okay people, but that's okay yeah but well, that doesn't mean they weren't there no, we just don't know who they you are. just don't know who they are <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you can't tell the friggin' players without uh, I don't watch as much local news as I used to right but. You know, you turn it on and you go, who who are these people? Where'd they come from? Yeah, and all, and when you were working there and you had all these youngsters uh, coming in out the door, they were saying, who are these old people? Yeah, That's- but I mean, at least we had some longevity. You know, there, we, we hung around for a while and then the little, the bit players would, would come in and out. But now it's just like you know, all of a sudden someone, you know, some 12-year-old boy shows up anchoring the morning That's news. Kind of, that's kind of way that it's always been. That's not, that's not hmm. any, that's not any different. Are you sure? Yeah, you've. All, I mean, that's always been kind of a stepping stone type of television market. Yeah, but at least I mean, we hired like twenty-five-year-olds, not not somebody right out of grade school. How do you know I, I they're not twenty-five? Because <laughs> I can, the, no, I, the older you get, the younger well, that they look, and not, they more look like children I'm, to you. I'm not going to argue yeah. with you on that yeah. yet. There's some validity to that, sure. All right, let's talk yeah, about I, let's talk about sports here. What do you, what do you want to start with first? I actually want to start with uh, hockey. Yes, uh, the Boston Bruins yes. are playing. Out of their freaking minds. Out of their freaking minds. They've won nine straight home games. Yep. They got the best record in uh, in, in hockey other than, I think, uh, Las Vegas. But they're just crushing, they're one crushing team it after another. They're crushing it. And you, um, you know, they, uh, some other key, like uh, uh, Marchand and McAvoy uh, were, didn't even start the season for them. Uh, they both had offseason surgery. They came back. You know, I mean, I think they, uh, the first game back from Marchand, he scored. McAvoy's first game back, he scored. Bergeron's just been crushing it. And you just sit here and you're, you're waiting for uh, the shoe to drop. You know, when are they going to come back to earth? Because no, nobody, no, no team gets off to a start like they did. I mean, is it the, is it the best? And it is the, 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 uh, the longest home winning streak they've had since the 83, 84 Bruins. Yeah. And they're the only, they're the only unbeaten home team uh, still in the league. Yeah. And you just sit there, you know, no team in any sport can keep this up, but they are, they are. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, on, it's honest, incredible. 14 and two is their, is their uh, total record. It's uh, if as far as yeah, it is. It's the best record in best all record the NHL. In the NHL. I mean, they you never ever see any hockey team play to this level yep. at this point. I and mean, they, it's it's unbelievable. And you know, when they they got um they got rid of their coach from last year, so they this they're doing this with a with a new coach. And a lot, you know, a lot of the core players, like you know, I mentioned before, um, uh, Bergeron, Marsh, and um, uh, what you call Krejci's back. So they, you know, they've got this, they've got this core of players, and they were remember they were wondering whether uh, Bergeron was going to come back or not to give it to give it one more run, and yep. he is, and they're. You know, this the group they have together is not going to be together like for very much longer because they've been around forever. So this this is their that they're going to try to make one more run. And man, so far, so good. 
the uh, the Patriots uh, taking on the Jets this weekend. Yep. Uh, having a bye week, yep. I think, couldn't have come at a better time. Of course. Because the Jets are still you know, hurting from the last time they played two weeks ago yep. with, the, with the Patriots. But I think the Patriots at home against the Jets playing the way they are looks pretty good. But they've got to do something about their offensive line. It's been terrible. You know, I think one of the things that my big takeaway from the weekend, and there were some great games. Uh, we got to talk about the Buffalo Minnesota game, and then and Dallas and Green Bay before we go. But anyway, um, watching football, watching the uh, the the teams that we got a chance to watch over the weekend. It, it you know, and I know. Listen, where we got to follow the Patriots, and we hope they can sneak into the playoffs. Watching watching the players that performed over the weekend and the games that were on national TV shows you how far, injuries notwithstanding, how far down the line the Patriots are. They've there's there's a there's a huge gap between um, you know, here and what they where they need to be. It's I mean, even you, huge. Could, you could even make that argument that you know, the, the, the Dolphins are the class of that uh, of that division. They are. They're playing great. And yeah, they I mean they crushed the Browns thirty nine seventeen. But you're right. I mean, you, a, a great overtime, uh, you know, win for the Vikings. I mean, the Bills <sighs> held their own. That Gosh, was a hell of a game. What a game! And uh, you know, even though it's you know not a divisional have anything to do with the division. You know, you know, Green Bay comes back to uh, to take to take the Cowboys apart, 31-28 right. uh, in overtime. That, I, mean, you're, I, I guess, in a way, I see your point and I agree with it. It just shows that there's a there's a upper echelon of the NFL, huge, yeah. and the Patriots are not yet in that conversation. No, and you know what? I mean, it hasn't. We've gotten we've gotten used to that thing around that kind of thing around here. They've been so good for so long, and now and now they're they're just plain not. Um, the rest of the year is to find out whether Mac Jones is, you know, is the guy that they're going to, you know, put, um, you know, bank on for the future. And yeah, they just they just have a lot of work to do. Um, I want to mention something about uh, about the Red Sox here for a second, because there's a lot of rumors that uh, Philadelphia is interested in uh, Xander Bogarts. Yep. Not, um, not they, only them, probably a lot of other teams. a lot of other guys, too. That's yeah. you know, that's one of those guys you really don't want to see nope. walk away but he may very well walk away. He may walk away. Um, he's um, he's a free agent, and we talked about this last week. He's a free agent now. Uh, Devers has one more year that they have control over him. The Red Sox have a lot of flexibility with with money right now. They have it to spend, and yeah, they need to they need to get that guy signed. But he may he may want to go play someplace else. It's it's you know? very hard. To make a case to a guy like that, that we would really like to sign you to our last place team. Yeah, <laughs> you know, even though there's 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 talent, uh, you know, on that team, and you know, he's one of them. It's very hard to convince a guy, hey, we'll pay you X amount of dollars to continue to be in last place. And they had a chance to sign him to those X amount of dollars at the beginning of this past season, and yeah. they didn't. They allowed him to be a free agent. Yeah. It was a you know anytime that happens it's a distraction. He went and had a and had a a, a great season, a great season, and and Philadelphia just a couple wins away oh, from, from a World a, Series, winning a, winning a World Series. Yeah, so it's like yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to imagine he won't take a a, a, a gig like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean maybe you know maybe it's just it's time for uh, you know for uh, a, a fresh start for him, and he's going to get a he's he's going to get a boatload of money from somebody. But yeah. again, if the Red Sox if they're if they're serious about what they're doing there they've got to sign him they've got to uh, wrap up Devers and then they've got to go out and get 
some uh, some other pieces because they're just like you know the Patriots, mediocre. What else is going on? Um, Celtics are playing great too, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there's there's uh, they're playing awesome. Um, I'm I'm loving the UMass basketball team. I'm high on them. Uh, they lost the other night. They're one and one. They've got a new coach too, who I think is going to do a great job. The guy's name's Frank Martin. Um, so yeah. Um, and um, congratulations to the Packers, dude. Dude, needed a win. They needed it. And needed it. It's always good to see Mike McCarthy eat a yeah, big old bag of crap sandwich. Yeah, a crap absolutely. sandwich. Absolutely. Yeah. Your 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 buddy Aaron Rodgers there. Um, he was kind of h- hanging in the breach there for a while, but he uh, he had a great game yesterday. So did they, and it's now a, they're back vi- on track. It's a very frustrating year for Packer fans. I yep. can tell you that. Yep. Very frustrating. But uh, things are looking up right now, back. So yes. uh, hope springs eternal. Oh, I'm sorry. Is nap time over? <laughs> yeah, it goes yeah. so quick. Yeah, my gosh. To... You didn't uh, share any uh, yeah. little uh, things uh, with us. Don't get a word yeah. in. Thank, thank goodness. Now, next week is the Mayflower Marathon. Are you going to stiff us for that, too? No, I'm coming down, man. You are? Okay. I'll be there in you the You better flesh. bring a canned good with I'll you. I'll bring some canned goods. Yeah. Good. I heard you like it in the can, I'll too. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's 725 with Pax and Nagel and Scott Cohen on Rock 102. It's uh, 729 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, chilly today with a high of 44. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see here. It's uh, What do we got coming up? Oh, um, later on this week is Scott Zolak. It will be a Thunderbird Thursday. We'll have a whole big package for you. Uh, don't forget, uh, next Wednesday, not this Wednesday, the following Wednesday after the Mayflower Marathon, it's the big uh, Mayflower Marathon night with the Springfield Thunderbirds. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it's going to be awesome time. Yeah, I be, cannot uh, wait. Be a, be a be the big raffle, the chuck a puck. Uh, we'll be auctioning off some jerseys, some uh, some backs and nagel jerseys. Can't wait to be wearing those and uh, cornhole boards too, right? Or is that uh, for the Mayflower? Well, I don't understand which one that one's. For. I think the cornhole boards too. Autographed by not only us, but by the Thunderbirds themselves. The entire team. Yes, there's a Bax and Nagel cornhole board, which looks awesome. And there's also a Thunderbirds cornhole board, which also looks awesome. I think the most valuable uh, autograph on that board would be from the guy who drives the Zamboni. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know but, either. Uh, we should find out and we should. Uh, you think they'll let us tool around on the, uh, the Zamboni? I, uh, I heard we can ride around on the Fanboni. Yeah, I know, but we could we like uh, like pull the guy off the zamboni, grab his keys, yeah. and you and I, uh, you know, smooth out the ice. Yeah, we could. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Why not? Let's uh, because we, we're we're good at smoothing ice all over the. Place. Oh yeah, for anyone for anyone who thinks that we couldn't smooth a silk sheet after a date with a hot babe. What? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I think uh, yeah. I think some zam- you know two guys who are you know, completely sleep deprived on a zamboni. What could possibly go wrong? Well, I don't think they would actually let us drive it. I think they just let us ride on the back of it. That's why I say we got to yeah. commandeer the thing. Yeah, like a, like a like a zamboni hijack, take over and uh, crash it into the wall. I would do that. How would fun would doing, that be? Yeah, we're like we're fighting. You know what? We get two zambonis and we have like a hockey fight right on the <laughs> right on the ice. I would love to see like that. a Zamboni demolition derby. Uh, yeah, UFC comes to NHL or AHL. Yeah, how I'm, about that? I'm sure the station would be more than happy to indemnify us on the uh, on the insurance problems that would be uh, as a result of that. But totally oh, worth it. That's what insurance is for. 731 News is next to Rock 102. For all your interior and exterior... 34. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Rent the all-electric... 
Ionic, is that how you pronounce it? The Ionic 5 with uh, for 28 days and it includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, traffic alert. Road hug. On the Mass Pike, there is a, there's a major accident uh, between exit, the Palmer exit and the Ludlow exit. I don't know the numbers, okay. but it's going westbound, I believe. All right. Westbound on the Pike. Accident just after the Palmer exit. Uh, backed up pretty much from Palmer to the Friendly's Bush sign. Who doesn't love a good Friendly's Bush? You're right about that. Yeah. So, uh, and that's uh, that's now the second uh, the second uh, alert I've had about that accident. So, if you're traveling westbound yeah. on the Pike from Palmer, don't. You know what's interesting? Whenever uh, the Friendly's bushes get a little bit uh, long, yeah, you know, like they needs to be trimmed. Yeah, they're on it right away. But if you order a yeah. fisherman jig at Friendly's. It takes 45 minutes for you to get the bill. Now, yeah. How do you figure that? Well, uh, let's just say if they applied the same uh, effort, if they switched the efforts around, yeah. the landscaping effort will wait and, uh, and, the, and the fisherman jig will come out hot and fresh. But yet the landscaped friendly sign will not be landscaped and it'll just turn into just a regular bunch of bushes on the side of the highway. Gotcha. Yeah. Somebody is uh, telling us it's exit 63. Oh, okay. Well, for those of you who uh, I'm not up to date on my exits yet. Yeah, the old exits I knew like the back of my hand. These new exits are really pissing me off. You know, I uh, I thought about that when um, when New York State went to the tollless system yeah. before we did, and I just remember like like <laughs> you really have to know where you're going now because at least the ticket used to tell you. Like, this exit was Canastota, or this exit was Syracuse, or this exit was, you know, right. the one. Uh, and now all the exit numbers have changed anyway, so you really got to... I think people rely too much on their GPS systems. I feel better saying the Ludlow exit than saying the number. Because everybody knows you're t- it's the old exit seven. Yeah. I yeah. wish GPS could say... Take the Ludlow exit and the next and the next uh, thing. We might want to take that call because it might be something important, uh, or it might not be. Okay. Which this is the hodgepodge that we have to deal with. Oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Oh, yeah. well, that was. will try this. Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. 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 Oh yeah. Uh, Gee, let's uh, call uh, a radio station. Yeah, Hang let's call. Yeah, right. Well, you know what? It's a dead zone over there. It's it's all a dead zone. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, uh, lo and behold, the Chickabee Walmart is going for improvements. That's right. That's right. The big ribbon cutting was held Saturday to celebrate the store's upgrades. Store manager Wendy Hubbard shared with Western Mass News all the exciting changes shoppers will experience. Oh, do tell. We're offering lots of different merchandise, so it's something different for people to come in and look around and see things they haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Please tell me what exactly at a Walmart... Well, that I haven't seen that you could show me to say, huh, I've never seen that at a Walmart before. My understanding is there have been some improvements in the roofing system so that people don't get uh, bludgeoned to death with falling prices. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that was uh, not getting your eyes pecked out from the pigeons flying around after they're done eating the meat. Yeah, well, they're working on that, too. I just I remember when that story came out and it was like people are showing videos of the birds and I'm thinking okay well that's going to happen that birds are flying around in the store but then mm-hmm. it was like look how many birds are flying around in that store you 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 run the risk when you have a giant 
space like that, that a bird could fly in through one of the windows. Matter of fact, they could probably open those uh, motion detected sure. doors going in there. But to have a whole flock of them, it sounds like nobody was nobody was uh, taking care of the uh, the pigeon net guy was gone. Yeah, it's it's like one of those. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen like a like in a zoo where they have like. You know, exotic birds flying all over the place in a particular, you know, room or yeah. an atrium or whatever it is. It, it it's kind of like that. You know, all these, all these birds pecking at the meat. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite and like and, but avoiding the beyond meat because even a bird won't eat that junk. Yeah, you know, the bird you could you could tell the seagull was going down to it, going, "Oh God, who would eat this?" USDA, my ass. Vegetables. Sound, this this tastes like it came off the back of a truck. <laughs> Where's Steve Nagel? He can figure this out. Uh, a memorial to the 21st graders and six educators killed in the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting opened to the public on Sunday, a month before the uh, 10th anniversary of the massacre. No ceremony was planned at the site a short distance from the school. It has become a custom in Newtown on anniversaries and other remembrances of the shooting to mark them with quiet reflection. A small but steady stream of people visited the memorial Sunday, including Kevin and Nora Smith from nearby Monroe, they said it just takes your breath away. It's something that you hold close to your heart because you feel so bad for these families. Flower bouquets uh, floated counterclockwise in the water feature, which is surrounded by a cobblestone walkway and a few benches. Did you get to see some of the pictures of this? No, I didn't. I think it's, uh, it's, it's very well done. You yeah. know, I mean, what can else can you say about uh, something like that? But uh, I'm glad that there's some place where those people can go yeah. to kind of, you know, remember their lost loved ones. Uh, two World War II era planes collided midair during an air show in Dallas on Saturday afternoon, causing a fiery crash that shocked audience members, according to a news report citing the uh, FAA. Six people were on board the planes at the time of the crash that involved a Boeing B-17 Flying Fortress and a Bell P-63 King Cobra air uh, during the Air, wing, air Force wings over Dallas air show. Uh, according to CBS News, the incident happened just before 1.30 p.m. local time. Several uh, videos posted on social media showed the fighter plane appearing to fly into the bomber, causing them to quickly crash to the ground, setting off a large ball of fire and smoke. Dallas-based WFAA reporter Jason Whitley posted to Twitter a graphic video of the crash. Currently, we do not have information on the status of the flight crews as emergency responders are working the accident. It's a pretty nasty video. It's terrible. Um, but, you know, I'm always kind of surprised in a way i mean i realize that you're, you're dealing with some of the greatest pilots alive yeah. at these shows but i'm always surprised that you don't see or hear of more accidents i mean we, we yeah. talk about you know you know some of these guys you know flying formations you know yeah. they're so close to each other i mean I, again i realize that you're talking about the best of the best flying these things but it, yeah. it, it, it as i'm watching these things at the air shows I'm always kind of surprised that things like this don't happen more often uh yeah well I mean I'm not trying to make fun of this particular incident but the Family Guy had a thing where they were doing the air show and people were like disappointed <clears throat> that there wasn't a crash when they were watching each yeah. of the planes fly in they're like you could hear the crowd go oh oh <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to be expecting no but I mean isn't there some sort of expectation on some people's part going. Can you imagine if that happened here today? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of like uh, 
you know, being a fan of NASCAR. It's like, you know, how many people just go because they're hoping to see th- something, you know, crash or get blowed up? Yeah, that's true. Uh, an Alabama woman said she fell asleep in an American family care uh, while waiting for test results, and when she woke, everyone in the doctor's office was gone for the night. Hmm. That was, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but uh, Jennifer Connelly was in it. Remember the guy who got locked inside the Target all night long? Career Opportunities, I think the name of the movie was. Yeah, I, can't I do remember, remember that. The, I can't remember the actor's name, but I, of course I recognize Jennifer Connelly. I mean, who, who wouldn't? Right. That? Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that's kind of like being the same thing. Career Opportunities, 1991. Jennifer Connelly, uh, Frank Whaley? In his first Frank lead, Wally. Wally. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I vaguely remember it. Well, that was a John Hughes film. Yeah, that was a John Hughes film. Yes, yeah. There you go. Well, he was locked inside the Target all night, and he was uh, eating candy off the shelves. That was the whole big uh, point of the thing. And then the thing gets taken over, I think, by criminals. Mm. Uh, anyways, uh, this woman, Diane King, said she went to the AFC in Forestdale Thursday. She signed in, saw a nurse practitioner, and was swabbed for a number of potential illnesses. As she waited, she dozed off. When she woke up, it was four hours after she first arrived at the office. She was alone, and she was baffled. So she started a live Facebook video because, you know, that's what you do when you're locked inside of a doctor's office, (laughs) which has now been viewed more than 24,000 times. It was deafening quiet, uh, said the 46-year-old Adamsville nurse. It was the weirdest thing. King arrived at AFC at 4 p.m. She signed in, was put into an examination room at 6 p.m., she was seen by a nurse practitioner and swabs were taken. The next thing she knew, it was 7.55 p.m. She then started her video that showed her walking through the entire office. She looked into the parking lot, and her car was the only one out there. <laughs> Throughout the six-minute video, King, King, King continued to search for signs of anyone still at work, and there were none. Uh, do I have my test results? No, because they forgot about me. I cannot believe this is happening right now. <laughs> American Family Care did not immediately provide a comment. In a Friday interview, King said she spoke uh, that morning with a regional manager who apologized. She said they were looking into it and taking it very seriously. She apologized and said that's not the American Family Care way. You sure it wasn't dysfunctional day at Family Care Day? You know, that wouldn't really be where I'd... It, you, you were going to get locked up in a building, a doctor's office, is not exactly where I would want to get locked up. But if there were, say, like a... I don't know. Say, like a restaurant or, a, you yeah. know, or like a... I don't know, a, like a liquor store. You know, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like that's a place you'd want to get... Locked in. You want to get locked up in. Well, I don't know. A doctor's office wouldn't be bad. I'd be, uh, I'd be taking all that stuff. What are you going to take? Tongue depressors? Rubber gloves. Yeah. Uh, tongue depressors, like right. you said. Gauze. That stuff's expensive. This is the least you could do for me after locking me into this doctor's office all night long. <laughs> you know, don't you want some sort of, uh, yeah. you know, uh, what do they call that? Reparation for being uh, locked inside your office there you for, go. for that long? Mm-hmm. I'm taking a tongue depressor. I'm taking that hammer thing that makes your knee go bounce up and down when they knock on it. Yeah. And then uh, I'm taking one of them ear. I always wanted to have one of those ear things. Yeah, but you can't look into your own I, ears yeah, that I way. Yeah, I know you can't, but I want to see what they're looking at. You know where I'd like to get locked what? up in? Uh, like Randall's or Atkins Farms. Yeah, see, see, that's because you would eat all the pies and the cakes uh, and all this stuff. You're damn right about that. Yeah. And if I got thirsty, I could grab a, like a gallon of milk and, you know, chug that down. But once I'm done with one pie. You're done. 
I'm going to have myself another because I'm locked up here for hours. Uh, they have nice pecan pies over they there. They do. They got a, they got a great variety of uh, things to eat. You know, I'm looking forward to that pecan pie. That's the uh, that's my favorite. That's your go-to for uh, Thanksgiving. The pecan pie. I uh, I know there's a lot of people that don't like the pumpkin pie. God damn it! I love myself a pumpkin pie. See, that to me is disgusting. See, I love it. It's like vomit. No, it is it's not. Not even real pumpkin. It's pumpkin flavored. Yeah, I know that, but it's but it's Mush. I still love it. Love Gross. it. I Gross. love a pumpkin pie, and I like a, a good fruitcake. I like the pecan. Sorry, a little too sweet for me. Nothing about there's something about that uh, candied. Uh, how have you had the one from uh, Randall's? The pecan pie? No, I haven't because pecan like because that would be that would not be my choice of pie. No, oh, I think we're if gonna I, have to have a pie off. Here. Given given options, yeah, the pecan pie would not be my first uh, go to. Give me a fruit pie. With the blueberries or Ugh, cherries yeah, or healthy stuff, come yeah, on. That, all the sugar and and the, and the the flour and the butter in there—that's not exactly health food. I guess not, but it is delicious. I uh, oh my god, we're running. Look out at of the time. time. It's thirty-five in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred and Two. Oh yeah. Thanksgiving is here, and there's only one place. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 753 and Queen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, and by the way, the uh, the a- the accident that's on the pike is eastbound. Not eastbound. westbound. So between the old 7 and 8, whatever those are now, uh, that that's where the accident is, and that's where it's backed up all the way to the friendly sign. That actually makes more sense. All right. So there you go. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, we got to do this thing now. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Well, I mean, usually you go into something about uh, yeah, you know, but, I mean, you, you this talked or about that the, or whatever. You talked about the traffic accident. I didn't want to, you know. Yeah. Uh, our computer's running a little slow this morning, so uh, uh, forgive me if this doesn't come out uh, perfect. But uh, Western Mass News over the weekend, you, you and I sat down with uh, Mr. Dave Manson. Yes. Uh, on Western Mass News getting answers. Well, this is, uh, I don't know what this kid's name is, but he was uh, one of the anchors promoting that we were going to be on. Okay. And here we go. Let's see if we can get this out. Uh, what is this? Come on. All right. Okay. And Western Mass News getting answers. The Rock 102 Mayflower Marathon fundraiser is officially in the spotlight. Dave Madsen sits down with Mike Baxen there and Steve Nagels. What? Mike who? Mike Baxen there? Mike Baxen there and Steve Nagels. Who are these two guys? Are they doing some kind of thing that we don't know about? <laughs> they must be new. Uh, it just seems a little uh, weird. You remember when Don Shipman first came into town? Yeah, and he couldn't pronounce the name of the uh, of the show either. Uh huh. Even though it's a pretty simple, yeah. Even even today, it's a pretty simple thing to read. Right. Yeah. Well, um, apparently it's a it's a much more difficult to read if it's either spelled incorrectly or it's your first time ever. Mike Baxendare and Steve Nagel. All right. All right. Uh, the. Baxanair and Nagle show. Well, uh, I think it's got a nice little ring to it, don't you? <laughs> uh, check out this uh, little kid. This clip number two. Uh, not not the little kid we just heard from on Western Mass News. But check out this little kid in a car seat giving a brutally honest answer to the question to a question uh, from his mom. It's not that I don't like people. It's just I don't like people near me. <laughs> He doesn't like people near him. 
This kid's going somewhere. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He could be a morning radio guy. He, he absolutely could be. I don't. It's not that I don't like people. I just don't like people near me. It's a very astute observation from a young child. Looked like a little Larry David uh, growing up on the bus. <laughs> uh, clip number three, a flight heading to Tampa had to divert to Atlanta because a man with a box cutter was making threats to passengers. Luckily, veterans on board were able to defuse the situation and subdue the man. Here is Larry Cumberbach uh, talking about the action uh, that was taken to keep everybody safe. The lady came up and told us that the person sitting in the center seats had a weapon and showed it to them and said he's going to cut multiple people on a flight. And he has a weapon, and I don't know what kind of weapon it is. But basically said, yeah. hey, uh, I'm going to be sitting here from now on. And then he said, uh, no, the young lady's sitting here. He got, like, frantic. He said, oh, no. And then he got up, went to the back of the plane. He was um, concerned that maybe his movement was going to go towards them and, her, and harm them. And then he just grabbed them, a beer hug, you know, and they fell. Yeah, they, wow. they knocked the guy down. Wow. See? And these are veterans that yeah, uh, knocked this guy down? Yeah, these are veterans that knocked this guy down on the ground. Oh, fantastic. On veterans. On day. veterans. Day. Can you imagine that? That's eh, a good way to honor all your uh, fellow, yeah. fellow brothers and sisters. Thank you for your service. That's right. And uh, an Arizona man was arrested for DUI for allegedly driving high on meth and with an injured owl inside his vehicle. <laughs> he, bought, he bought the owl illegally from someone at a gas station. Uh, thank God the uh, owl is now being taken care of by Liberty Wildlife. Here's biologist Laura Hackett talking about Mason Stapley's DUI arrest and what's happening with the owl. We think that she had gotten knocked around or jostled somehow in that tumultuous night that she had. The officer handled it like a pro, you know. He, he did the right thing, got it to safety, so he has a really good story to take home and tell his family. It brought home two different legal points. No, you can't own wildlife, and no, don't do drugs. Out of nowhere, <laughs> suddenly the barn owl appeared uh, from behind the barn. It was crazy. Hey, I'd like to buy myself a bunch of crystal meth. How much money you got on you? Well, all I got really is this owl. So wait, he's purchasing the owl. He's probably going to sell the owl. Yeah, right. Is he a jack of owl trades? Oh, oh baby, look at that. <laughs> You know, with all my knowledge about owls, you'd think I'd be a know-it-owl. No, 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 no. Have you heard me at an owl party? I'm a real hoot. You're funny every owl of the day. It's 7.58, and that's now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Important to our law firm. That's why this year, more than ever, we're committed to supporting the Springfield Open Pantry in this year's Mayflower Marathon on Rock 102. Food insecurity is something that affects so many of our neighbors and friends here in the Pioneer Valley. We want to encourage all of Rock 102's listeners to give generously this holiday season, starting with this year's Mayflower Marathon. From all of us at Alec Mendetusa, thanks for your support and happy Thanksgiving. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, I love sports collectibles as much as the next guy. You kidding me? From my Rick Middleton set of autographed shot glasses to my Gary Allenson action figures to my own officially licensed Brad Lowhouse package of tube socks. I love that sort of stuff. Of course, I own some stupid stuff too, but I never spent money on something that I wasn't going to use later on, and that's why I have to wonder why somebody would drop the mother load on something that has no practical usage. Hence, I present to you 
the Babe Ruth baseball glove that was sold at auction on Saturday at the Louisville Slugger Museum and Factory for $1.5 million. At $1.5 million, this glove obliterates the previous record held by a glove worn by Lou Gehrig, which was sold in 1999 for $387,000. In this particular case, the glove was made by Spalding back in 1927 and uh, between 1927 and 1933. And has been fully authenticated by using uh, a Babe Ruth piece of audio in which you can hear the babe pound the leather of that mitt right with his hand. And with that, the glove was sold for $1.5 million to some financially irresponsible jerk who doesn't have any idea what he's getting himself into. First of all, that glove hasn't been used in 87 years. The amount of saddle, soap, and leather softener that you would need to make it usable again would be an outrage. And at $6.12 per tin, you'll be taking on a ridiculous amount of extra expense. Secondly, Babe Ruth was a lefty. And with only 10% of the entire population being left-handed, how are you expected to shag pop flies and ground balls with that thing stuck in the wrong fist? Listen, I'm hardly the right guy to tell you how you should spend your money. But I'm exactly the right guy to tell you how you shouldn't spend your money. Sure, Babe Ruth was the greatest player who ever lived. But would he have spent $1.5 million on a baseball glove? No, he would not. He might have spent it on hookers and cigarettes, but he certainly wouldn't waste his money on a baseball glove when he probably got the thing for free. And unless you're throwing fastballs with your left hand, this glove clearly ain't for you. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So, you stringing your holiday lights? You need to go to Rocky's for the holiday lighting must-haves, like the smart Wi-Fi 6-outlet outdoor power stake. Holiday lighting essentials are on sale all month at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Guns N' Roses with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Okay, a couple of, couple of things here. There's that accident on the Mask Pike. Uh, huge wait. 50 minutes uh, between exit Ludlow and exit Palmer because I don't know the numbers. It's it's his you big, just, big bag up there, so don't don't go that way. Yeah, you just you just need to know where you are rather than what number. Yep, and uh, and uh, number two, I just posted my picture of uh, the mayor and I. Oh yeah, um, and I uh, I captioned it uh, when God said, "Let there be light." I said, "Say please first, Mayor Dom Dom." <laughs> Anywho, uh, you found this article over yeah. the weekend. Mass Live uh, posted this article that came out uh, two days ago. Best dive bars in Western Mass, according to Yelp. Okay. Uh, dive bars had that charm and comfort that many upscale bars could never deliver, whether it's the bartender that knows patrons on a first-name basis or the regulars who have claimed a specific stool at the bar. Dive bars have charmed their way into people's lives. Uh, dive bars are typically informal bars or pubs that serve inexpensive and simple selection of drinks. The term can refer to anything from a comfortable but basic neighborhood pub to a bar with a nastier side. Now, these are businesses that allegedly describe themselves as dive bars, which to, to me, if it, was like a, if it were a customer saying, oh, I love your dive bar, yeah, that would be insulting to me if I owned the bar. Yeah. So- I- I don't. I don't. So to me, it's like I, you know, some of these uh, on the list that I've been that I've been to. I feel well. That's not really a a dive. I mean, we when we were doing uh, work releases, we went to some hell holes. Yes, we did. We went to yes. some nasty, nasty places. None of those are on that list. No. And uh, the first one 
Number 10 on the list is one that you and I have been to. Collins Tavern. Collins Tavern in West in, of, uh, West Springfield. That's uh, probably one of my favorite like local spots to go have lunch. Remember uh, remember a couple of years ago we were yeah. doing we went to a bunch of uh, Halloween parties. Yeah. We took a we took a limo and went to like we knocked down like five or six parties. Yeah, and we stopped there. We stopped there. It was almost like uh, if we were going to pregame, you said you, well, to the, dr- the limo driver, let's stop at Collins because I think we were on our way to either West Springfield or Westfield. Yes, yes. We I, and with nobody, with none of us having to worry about driving. Yeah, we just said, hey, let's stop at uh, all these little places. Actually, we-, we stopped at a liquor store first. I think we got uh, you and I got a couple of forty ounces. Yeah, I think I got old, old English eight hundred and a King Cobra. Yep. So that we were starting with that, and then we went to Collins. Yeah, and it was like these guys in Collins. We're just so delighted that we were there. You couldn't have asked for a bunch of uh, happier, more gregarious group of functional alcoholics in the world. These guys were yeah. thrilled to have us there. Yeah, and I, but I wouldn't describe it as a dive bar. No. I don't know. Uh, in fact, I mean, I, I guess if you're going to call it like a, an antiquated building, I guess that's what, that's what it is, but it's clean in there. You could lick the floor. You and, actually, and taste hardly nothing. Well, I don't know about licking the actual floor, but uh, if you've ever, and you, you can get a peek in, in Collins when you go in there, that kitchen that they got. Yeah, uh, spotless. It's spotless. It's like one of the cleanest kitchens I've ever seen. You're not the only person I said that the lunch there is uh, is fantastic. They they have, it's it's basically, it's pub food. It's it's basically, yeah. you know, like uh, fried sandwiches and, and things like that, but they, but they, like the um, the corned beef. They have over there. They mm-hmm. have uh, they 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 have um, the uh, the specials. They have a uh, um, like sometimes they make like a ground sirloin burger. Oh yeah, which it depends on what day it is. They get the specials up every day, and if you follow them on face, like I'm doing an ad for them. If you follow them on Facebook, <laughs> you, they they have a picture of. They usually take somebody who either works at the bar or somebody who's just happens to be there. Who hey, who wants to be in the Facebook picture for today? And they put up the menu. Right, and it's a uh, it's affordable which is hard to find uh nowadays the uh the next one on the list number nine is the spoke in uh, in amherst on pleasant street never been there uh, i'm looking at this website it looks clean it looks uh you know bright a lot of a lot of light a lot of windows you can see what's going on in there that doesn't look like a dive to me i like how they have the tap handles hanging from the ceiling that's kind of cool that like the one, yeah neat. that's kind of a neat uh, a neat little thing the next one on the uh, on the list i haven't been to the Key West Lounge in North Adams. Now, the reason I haven't been to uh, that is I, it's in North Adams. Well, I mean, lots of re- North Adams is kind of like a dive city rather yeah. than just a dive bar. <laughs> Did you see their hours? No. Monday closed. Tuesday closed. Wednesday closed. Thursday closed. Friday closed. Saturday, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. <laughs> and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Now that is a you're, business you're plan you have to days, respect. You're open two days a week. Yeah, the uh, the next one on the list is the Moan and Dove on uh, West Street in Amherst. Haven't been there either, but the pictures make it look like okay. Maybe maybe we're talking about a dive. Yeah, I don't know about that either. I I, I really want to know what what is dive bar mean? I thought dive bar was like <clears throat> sticky floor is like a. Like, I would have described Mingles as a dive bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Be- before they redid it and then eventually shut it down. Yeah, but but that had always been long known as a like a long-standing dive bar. The, I would say, uh, remember when the lift the latch was open over on Orange Street? That I was do. a dive bar. I Yes. Um, see, I, I don't really would put any... These look like really the, nice. They don't look anything like the, the, they're... They look like nice places to go. The Falls Pub was a dive bar, but yeah. it was also a great place to go to watch Green Bay Packer games. Yeah. Right there over the Falls. Beautiful place. There were Packers fans in there? Oh, it was like hundreds of yeah. them. They even had a guy uh, who was sleeping in the basement. Like a guy who lived there? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. All right. The, uh, the next one is the Ye Old Watering Hole in Northampton. The Ye Old Watering Hole. That's the one with the uh, the beer can museum. Yeah, again, that's uh, it's a clean place. I, I I thought dive meant that it had to be dirty and sticky. No, no. It, it, it well the as I, the reason I started uh, you know reading what the story said is I want to give some sort of idea. Dive bars, typically informal bars or pubs that serve inexpensive or simple selection of drinks and can refer to anything from a comfortable but basic neighborhood pub to a bar with a nastier side. Now, none of these I've had that nastier side. The uh, the watering right. hole, they dust those cans off every single day. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's uh, I just I don't see it. I don't see these things. Sims Tavern in Pittsfield. Never been there. Never. I know nothing about it. Uh, let's see. So the Sims. There's the uh, the gin mill in Palmer. See, I would have uh, chosen the Wolf Den. Uh yeah. Okay, I can see that. No, all right, all right. So I'm looking at the you know, the. Uh, there's, there's a, so there's a picture of some, uh, some, ta- some chairs and tables and a bumper sticker that says, I love intercourse on the wall. Okay. Well then maybe, maybe you're living up to expectations actually, on that one. I heart intercourse. Oh, I'm not well, sure about loving it. Well, uh, heart, you can, uh, you know, it could be affection for something. The, the, uh, the Victoria bar in Greenfield. I don't know anything about that place. You ever nope. been to the Victoria? I've never been there either. All right. We maybe need to go. Maybe we need to do like a, pu- a pub crawl here. Yes, we could. Number two on the list is Liston's Bar and Restaurant in Worthington. Again, uh, well, first of all, this was made famous by uh, Aaron Lewis, who uh, either lives or used to live in Worthington. I don't keep up with the, uh, you know, I'm worried about my own celebrity status in the Hilltowns. I don't need to worry sure. about who's moving in and who's moving out. But I think he, I think he, uh, he, he did sing about that in one of his songs. So that kind of like elevated it a little bit. But again, I don't see Listens as a dive bar. Listens actually has really good food. Uh, like on the weekends, they have like dinners and stuff yeah. like that. I'm looking at their at their website. The pictures make it look beautiful. Well, they recently redid it. I haven't been up there since they've they've redone it. But it's still uh, it's still a popular place that people go to. I again, I don't see the dive part portion of it. So the number one dive bar in Western Mass, according mm-hmm. to Yelp. And you know what? To be honest, I look at this at this thing. And I kind of kind of like the way it looks. This would be uh, Moe's Tavern mm-hmm. in Lee. Is it set up to look like the Moe's on The Simpsons? Because that's what it kind of looks like in here. Uh, I don't know. It says we bring the brewery to you: uh, whiskey, beer, and wine. Yeah, you got a whiskey list and a beer list. Yeah, I gotta tell you, this looks like a kind of cool place. Yeah. Again. Uh, Take away the the title of dive on it. I don't see these places as being dives. When I when I was in college, there was a bar. Uh, it was called the Green Tree. You want to talk about a dive? This this bar 
was a dive. They, mm. they would serve nickel tap beers yeah. for a nickel, okay? Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. 20 bucks, you put yourself in a hospital. But it, had a, it was a bar that had a pitched floor. So it's like pitched on an angle. And the reason why is, and, and, and if you can imagine, on the, on the lower end of the pitch, there had been like a trap around the building mm-hmm. that had drains in it. And the reason for <laughs> this drain and this pitch was uh, twofold. One, when people would spill their beer, it would go down into the drain. When people found that the one only usable toilet uh, was being used, they would also yeah. use the floor as their you toilet. See, see that, that place, that's a dive bar. That would be called the ye old watering hole. <laughs> like, that's how you would d- describe a place like that. Yeah. That's, um, that's the kind of place where you gotta you can't stay there for too long. I'll tell you uh, the good dive bars I used to go to. I used to go to uh, the Lighthouse over in Ludlow. That's a good dive bar. That they that had been owned by my friends at the Evans Egg House. They don't they don't own it anymore. They have uh, just sold it. Um, it used to they used to have fifty. Now of course you know obviously the difference in price from when you went to college versus the sure. time that I started drinking in the late nineties was uh, was it was fifty cent drafts. They had it was guaranteed fifty cent drafts every single week at, at the lighthouse in Ludlow. You can't beat that price point. No, and then they had all these uh, different like shot specials and all this oh, other yeah. stuff. And then and the, the the most memorable night was when I was there uh, with a bunch of friends. And uh, we were making fun of this guy who basically passed out against the jukebox, mm-hmm. uh, and he had a wet spot on his pants that he, he had just pretty much urinated himself while he was standing there. Okay, that is a dive bar. That's a good dive bar. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You don't uh, you don't see that kind of thing over at Collins Tavern. I don't want to say the name of this place, mm-hmm. but the very worst place we went to in a Rock One Two work release. Yeah. Uh, happened to be in the Palmer area. Uh-huh. I don't want, again. I don't want to name names, but I yeah. think you can understand uh, what I might be talking about here. Uh-huh. Um, this is a place where yeah, every place was required to to provide food. Yeah. At the at the uh, the work release, and their preference, what their choice was, a big gigantic bowl of stale uh, bowl of, of stale pretzels mm-hmm. and uh, deviled eggs. Well, that's. Now, if if you are serving deviled eggs at a party, Steve, I would love your deviled eggs. I'd probably eat like three or four of them. I love deviled eggs. But bar deviled eggs in the middle of Palmer had us saying to the radio station on the following Monday, don't ever send us there again. I cannot stand deviled eggs. Deviled eggs are like the worst thing you can bring to a party. I I agree. It's it's. I mean, I'd rather make them myself. At least I know what's in them. But when a bar is serving it. And the bar is kind of filthy to begin with. Yeah, there's, that's not something I want to eat. There's something at your about bar. the deviled egg that just turns me off. <laughs> no matter, even if I made them myself, I wouldn't be able to eat them. Uh-huh. I don't know what it, what it is it about them. If it's the texture or whatever, it really tastes no different than egg mm-hmm. salad. Yeah, it's different than egg salad, and it's a uh, moderately different. Mm, it's just not a like an appetizer that I enjoy. Well, I I would not suggest getting the egg the. The deviled egg at this one particular bar in Palmer. That was a dive bar. I think I'm going to stop over and have lunch at Collins today. That sounds like a good idea. Smart idea. Day 25 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 835 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic for f- uh, five for uh, 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it. Buy it before you can buy it. Uh, try it. 
before you buy it. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, you know what? It had a weekend, uh, you know, mama cakes in Westfield clothes. There was a line outside the door all the way down Elm Street uh, trying to get that last bit of frosting off the last spoon that mm-hmm. was washed. And, uh, and of course, you had the, you know, the Bright Nights Ball in Springfield. Lots happening over the weekend. You're damn right about that. But nothing as big as the Chickabee Walmart going through remodeling in a ribbon-cutting ceremony held Saturday to celebrate the store's upgrades. Yeah, baby, yeah. Store manager Wendy Hubbard shared with Western Mass News all the exciting changes shoppers will experience. We're offering lots of different merchandise, so it's something different for people to come and look around and see mm. things that they haven't seen before. Is this a super Walmart or a super duper Walmart? It must be a super duper Walmart yeah. now if they're renovating it. Eh, the building isn't that old, is it? Well, no, not, not really. I mean, how many years ago was the Fairfield Mall torn down? Many, 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 yeah, many moons ago. Uh, yeah, they explained the uh, new remodeling makes it possible to give a bitter and better selection of products for shoppers. The place is already huge. How much stuff can you fit in there? Well, you know, again... Uh, as you know, Walmart has got a very sophisticated and exacting clientele. Yeah. You know, uh, the people that shop there, you know, are always looking for a great deal, uh, good, good, uh, good service, all the things you expect from a major box store like that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, good on Walmart for uh, keeping that kind of retail alive. We're going to class this place up. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. All right. Okay. All right. So you got that lady who's not wearing pants. Uh, and, uh, okay, maybe the halter top is maybe a bit much for this kind of weather, but the money she is saving by buying things at Walmart can't yeah. be beat. Can't be beat. Well, watch out for falling prices. That's right. And renovations. That's what you got to uh, watch out for now is watching out for those reservations. Actually, you really need to watch out for the people who are shopping at Walmart, but that's yeah. just yeah, it's you know neither here nor there. Well, that was uh, what was the, I told you it was the uh, in, Inside Edition, one of those national uh, talk to or TV news programs had a clip that has been shared about you know a couple hundred thousand times around the area about Chickabee Walmart being the most calls they've ever had mm-hmm. at any Walmart. For crime calls. In, it was like, in Massachusetts it was like 20, or, the, com- or was, the country? It was like 2,000 crime calls. It was crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, the people of Walmart, that website is still up and still adding people every single day. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's it's a great place to go. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to put that on a list of dive bars, I would put uh, Walmart on that list. If they had a bar inside... Sure. Have you smelled some of the people that go in there? Oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure they're acting like it is a bar. <laughs> I once saw a nip of fireball in aisle 12. <laughs> and I went, <laughs> fireball. Two men were arrested early Saturday after a confrontation that involved both a knife and a baseball bat. Do you know why? Because it was peanut butter jelly time? It absolutely was. Well, how come we're not getting the uh, the audio? I don't know. You know, I, uh, this is why we need a producer. Peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly, you want a baseball bat? 
Yes, it is peanut butter belly jelly with a baseball bat. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so these uh, these two guys uh, got into a confrontation. A knife and a baseball bat. This is according to the Tewksbury Police. According to a press release from the department, police received a 911 call shortly after midnight on Saturday from a guest at the Motel 6 on Main Street. The caller, Albert Ekenik of Lowell, said that another man, later identified as Brian Donahue of Tewksbury, had pulled a knife on him during an altercation. When police arrived, they determined that while Donahue had allegedly pulled a knife on Ekenik, Ekenik uh, later had later escalated the argument by mm. allegedly pointing a baseball bat at Donahue. Now, you don't expect that kind of uh, chicanery at a nice place like a Motel 6. No. As, uh, Tom Bodetto, he said, we'll leave the light on for you. He never said anything about yeah. stabbing you or hitting you over the head with a baseball I'm bat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll provide weapons for yeah. you. I'm Tom Bodette, and you're going to get your head bashed in this afternoon. <laughs> During the investigation, Donahue refused to cooperate with police and pushed his way past officers in an attempt to get away. The officers pepper sprayed Donahue twice in order to arrest him. Donahue was charged with assault and, uh, with a dangerous weapon. And Enrique, and en- I don't even know how to say that, is charged with assault with a dangerous weapon, the baseball bat. Both are scheduled to be appear in court today. <sighs> yeah, how many people are staying there at the at the Motel 6? Uh, you know, trying to enjoy a very nice vacation getaway. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you've got the two guys next door causing this kind of ruckus. Do you ask for a refund? Hey, I was kept up all night by these two idiots. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all I wanted was a nice room, comfortable bedding, yeah. and uh, a TV that gives me free HBO. I'm not sure that's the time that you, you know, knock on the door and say, could you keep it down, guys? Or you just, like, knock on the paper-thin walls yeah, and yeah, say, hey, yeah. hey, hey, calm down in there. You know, that's a good point you brought up about the, the free HBO. I still see that outside of dive motels, if you will. Right. They offering free HBO. Well, so what? Like, you can, uh, I can get free HBO by uh, calling up my sister and getting her password for the... <laughs> <laughs> for the you could uh, you could do that the too. thing uh what why what's so good about free hbo uh free wi-fi would be good wi-fi i could see free uh complimentary breakfast mm-hmm. that would be good something a little bit more than a continental breakfast which is like stale pastries and lukewarm coffee we used to uh well i i didn't do this but my older siblings did and would put the blame on me Whenever we would go on like a family trip, mm-hmm. my dad would rent out like a few motel rooms. You know what I mean? Sure. So like three of them or whatever, and uh, you know, him and my mom would have one, and then uh, my sisters would have one, and then my brother and I would have one, and then uh, we'd all sneak into my parents' room in the middle of the day when my dad was trying to take a nap. Yeah. And then they'd load the vibrating bed uh, thing. <laughs> Because it only cost a dime to do that. Yeah. It'll vibrate for like, what, five minutes or something like that? And then uh, he would go, God damn it, what the <laughs> hell is going on in here? And then he'd look at me because I was the only one left in the room because I didn't realize what they were doing. Sure. And he blamed you. And he blamed me. Can you imagine that? I was always the scapegoat. Yeah. I've only been in a hotel that had the uh, the vibrating bed once. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of the... Like, I was driving and I just I needed to pull over and, yeah. and get some uh, and it was like one of these Bates Motel type of things and yeah. it, it had the vibrating bed but it was a budget hotel so it was only like one magic finger right and uh, I didn't find it to be all that relaxing I actually found it to be uh, almost annoying even just for five minutes it's like I I can't even I can't even lie down in this thing 
Yeah, it's, it's, they're, it's not, they're not comfortable. No, the, the, it, I mean, I realize it's supposed to massage you, but it's really it's really causing more agitation. It's basically just somebody like shaking the bed. Kind of. Really fast. Yes. Rawr. I don't want that. You like that? No. You want, you want, your, you want some numbing? Num, 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 num. Sunday afternoon, the New Hampshire State Police arrested a man who allegedly stole an Amazon delivery truck before fleeing the authorities in a motor vehicle chase down I-93. On uh, November 13th at around 2.45 p.m., the Concord Police Department received a report of a stolen Amazon truck that was taken while making deliveries on South Fruit Street. Uh, According to uh, the police, the vehicle was tracked via cell phone and was traveling down I-93 South. New Hampshire State Police tracked down the truck and attempted a motor vehicle stop on I-93 in Hookset. However, the vehicle refused to stop, prompting police to initiate a motor vehicle pursuit. Police uh, pursued the vehicle through the Hookset Manchester area, and eventually the truck stopped at a dead-end road on the north side of Manchester. Can you imagine that? You drive all that way, mm-hmm. and you drive yourself into a dead-end street. <sighs> That's when you get out and you scale the walls. Yeah, 40-year-old. Have you ever, ever watched uh, that kind of thing on TV? <laughs> yeah. You drive yourself into a dead end, and all the, the only thing left between you and freedom is a chain-link fence. It happens. I've seen it on television more than once. Four-year-old Richard Royea was the driver, and he exited the vehicle, and he refused to comply with the trooper's commands. The state police canine Ragnar was uh, deployed to apprehend Royea. Oh, man, Ragnar. Ragnar, go get him. <sighs> That's got to be a chilling thing to Rag- hear. Ragnar's a badass dog. And uh, he's being charged with receiving, um, receiving stolen property. He took the Amazon truck. Now, if he was arrested yesterday, will he get his arraignment by Tuesday? Uh, possibly. If you're arrested before <laughs> 5 p.m. or get is, he, a, is he the prime suspect? Get Oh, Ooh, hey, look, look at, at you. That. That's what I'm talking about. Get arrested in the next two hours and you'll have your <laughs> arraignment on Tuesday by 4. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be sunny with a high of 44. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. You've made all the right changes. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 854. And Deep Purple with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going, to be, uh, well, it's going to be sunny today, but chilly. High of only 44. Tomorrow, more of the same. It is 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, it is hard to believe, but next week, next Monday, is the start of the Mayflower Marathon. Been a long haul since uh, the last time we uh, we did this. We've got a brand new location. We'll be at MGM Springfield in front of the South End Market. How you do it, you would come through uh, East Columbus Avenue. You turn right on MGM Way and then out State Street, right in front of the uh, the parking garage over there. Uh, we'll have all the details about that uh, you know, throughout the week. But uh, the Open Pantry is looking for volunteers to help out Wednesday, November 23rd, after the Mayflower Marathon. We're looking for volunteers to meet at the Emergency Food Pantry. That's 2460 Main Street in Springfield from 10 until noon. Your job would then be to help them unload the trucks, put everything put everything on uh, the shelves it's an essential part of the mayflower marathon and one that quite frankly they've always been understaffed so if we can get some people out there they would be very very happy to find out more information about how you can help call nicole at 508-857-9372 it's a very important part of the mayflower marathon to get all that food off the truck and uh, and ready to start serving people so if you can uh, spend a few uh, moments of your day on that wednesday that's a great way to do it you ever have a? Uh, ever get on this next door neighbor app? Uh yeah, I did. So, 
I I joined this thing, I don't know, maybe like a year ago when I moved into my new house. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know what? Somebody told me about this next door neighbor thing. Maybe it's it's kind of like the social network for your neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, you put in your location and they associate you with whatever area. Well, my area is so big because, you know, people are so f- uh, few and far in between that it it's like Huntington all the way up to Florence. Right. Okay. And then uh, I'm reading some of these posts on here, and uh, it's just like drivel. You know, uh, there's some helpful ones on there, like people promoting their businesses and things like that. Uh, You can find me for leaf cleaning, yada, 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 that kind of thing. But then there's also people who just like to start controversy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some lady just wrote something about vaccines and like, and it was like this controversial post because people were arguing back and forth about what vaccines. And I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with the neighborhood? Like, this really doesn't have anything to do well, with you, this. You bring partic- a horrible disease uh, no, into your neighborhood. No, this isn't uh, this isn't diphtheria or uh, what's the what's that uh, other one that uh, people used to die of? Uh, typhoid. Typhoid. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Or uh, dysentery. Ooh, you don't want that. You don't. You definitely don't want that. Otherwise, you're out of the game and. Uh, uh, What's the name of the damn game? Which game? You've died of dysentery. What was the What was the name of the game? The computer game that they it would go across the Pioneers or the I Oregon Trail, the Oregon Trail, or something like that. I don't like even that. know yeah. what you're talking. You don't remember about. that game? No, I don't. Yeah, I think it was the Oregon Trail. Oh, okay. And, uh, you would die of dysentery. You know, you don't want that. Was the end of the game. So I said, you know what? Uh, let's stop this nonsense. I'll take the. I can't remember the comedian's name. Frankie something. It was Pat Oates' friend. Frankie Hall. Frankie Hall. Yeah. Did the, he was he did this thing where he would go on these Facebook groups <laughs> like like community groups. Yep. And then just write one thing and that would be I saw a mountain lion. And he would provide no other information about this and people would just argue with themselves yeah. over the uh the thing. And uh, so I I did this yesterday on the next door neighbor app. I just wrote I saw a mountain lion. And uh, all you got, really? Where'd you see it? I'm in Montgomery. I hope he's not near us. And I just wrote Pitcher Street, which is like one of the streets up there. (laughs) Oh, that's close. Oh, my God. Not far from here at all. Somebody else, have you reported it to the mass wildlife officials? From what I hear, they often poo-poo reported sightings claiming people were mistaking bobcats for mountain lions. Well, I got this other guy involved in this thing, right? (laughs) And he goes, many people are in denial of how much their numbers have grown in western Massachusetts. 72% of local residents are unaware of their existence. Yeah. You got to throw in like some kind of percentage or something like you know what the hell you're talking about. Even though it's totally made up. It's totally bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> and it's great. And I love watching people get all uh, uh, look, panties look, up in a wad. Look at you causing problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, it's yeah, great. See, yeah, I love trolling. <laughs> it's 8.59 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 9.10 and Skinner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, going to be sunny and chilly today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 38 in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see here. Um, so the Mayflower Marathon begins on Monday. I'm just looking at the uh, the, the forecast for this. Uh, we're looking at like 30-degree temperatures, and at night it's like down in the teens. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's kind of cold to Not me. that cold. No, but, I mean, we were just looking at 75 just a few days ago. And uh, and we were we're not going to be lucky enough to enjoy any of that unless these meteorologists get on the stick and try to uh, change that forecast. 
I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think so? No. Nope. You don't think uh, Lapis or Dan Brown can do something about this? No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, the only thing we can do is load up with toe warmers and gloves, and we'll be fine. <sighs> We're going to be fine, bag. Listen, at least it's not rain. Like, that would be... like Rain, that would, rain is worse. Rain or snow would yes. be uh, not good. I agree. Rain uh, is rain is the, is the killer of this thing. It's just cold. We've survived the cold before. We shall survive it again. I know. I think uh, you're looking too... Uh, you have too much of a pessimistic view on this whole weather thing. Well, you know, uh, you know me, Steve. I've got a long history of uh, pessimism and... Uh, and uh, and negativity. It's mm-hmm. always been uh, my hallmarks. That's uh, my go-to emotion. Yeah, well, you are, a, you know, a, a, a naysayer. You're totally right about that. You're a, Actually, you're not right about that. You're a naysaying Nelly. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I'm not. You kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just an old man that looks at my knees and my ankles and say, mm, that's not going to be a good time. Listen, but, if you want to take care of us. And don't bring us anything. Don't bring us anything. We don't bring need your anything. non-perishable food donations or your cash down to the Mayflower Marathon, and we will take that. Yeah. I mean, every year, if it's someone who brings like a crock pot of noodles or you know sandwiches for us, we don't we don't need that. We're all set up. Yeah. The only thing we're going to need that will warm our heart from from top to bottom is your is, participation. Is your participation bringing food or cash to the right. open pantry? That's all. Giddy up. It's nine to nine twelve with Pax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Hi, 